All right. Well, uh, we're jumping right into things today with another exciting topic. Uh, this is just something that created a lot of buzz and I felt so strongly about it that I wanted to continue the discussion. So we're going to ask the question today, is Noah's Ark found? Has it been found? And I'm going to lay, I'm going to lay the case that it is that we know it that the bible is true because that's what we're doing in this series called get real so i'm gonna jump right into it right now here we go okay well rock out rocking out baby <laughs> i love it i know i do too so uh we're uh rocking out talking That's right. yeah talking about some 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 rocks maybe <laughs> or or rock layers there you go and uh sedimentary rock <laughs> and uh specifically we're talking about noah's ark has noah's ark been found and we're going to discuss the uh discoveries if we can call them that of ron wyatt uh even though this technically wasn't discovered by ron wyatt i mean it was popularized mm -hmm. by Ron Wyatt, a bit of a controversial figure. And uh, we're going to talk all about that. But before I do, I do want to introduce my good friend, Donald, the Don, the Don <laughs> Medicus. Oh, the crowd's getting bigger. They are. They are. <laughs> we're, we're happy that you're here with us, Don. We love you, brother. Yes. And, Amen. Uh, uh, glad that you're back. Yeah, me glad too. That you're back, yeah. So, um, so he's always here with me, and uh, just a tremendous, tremendous believer in the Lord. I love having you having you by my side here on the show. But uh, we're talking about Ron Wyatt, and we're talking about uh, Noah's Ark. Uh, we're going to basically kind of dissect this a little more. This whole idea of has Noah's Ark been found? And uh, what I decided to do is actually expand this topic by looking now at Noah's Ark, and then. Uh, following up with a piece on his claimed discovery of the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, so um, it, it, I, I felt like the best possible way to do that, because this show is all about education. This show is all about sharing Jesus. This show is all about uplifting the Bible and studying and learning things. So I felt the best way to do that was to uh, have let him speak for himself. And so he, he has his own research foundation uh, that is credited to him. It's kind of like a legacy foundation, but uh, it is, um, it, it produces, a, they produce their own videos. In fact, they're, uh, uh, several of them are actually narrated by his widow, uh, Mary Nell, but uh, she's since remarried and uh, she, he passed away in, in 1999, but uh, they, they produce many videos on this stuff. A lot of this is him speaking for himself. And I felt like this is a, a longer video. Um, in fact, we're going to do this for our next couple of segments together. But I, I just wanted to dissect this. I want you to learn more about it. So, the, so you know, why am I not just kind of giving you the bullet points? Because I feel like this is the best way for you to learn about it. Uh, you can hear us comment during and you can... Um, uh, you can come to your own conclusion. We'll actually kind of uh, discuss afterwards as well. But I do always like to start off with a Bible verse. And so I, I wanted to talk a little bit about 
uh, Noah's Ark. I think this one is sort of fitting for the theme of what we're going to talk about. Of course, in Genesis chapter 8, we read about the Ark coming to rest on the mountains of Ararat after God had created, according to the scriptures, a global flood. And then uh, in Matthew, this is the one I wanted to kind of focus on today. These are the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 24. But about that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, and this is the key part here, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and given in, mar- in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. So, um, you know, this is kind of what I want us to think about today. And that Mm -hmm. is really like, what is the point? What's the point? What's the point of what we're talking about? What is the significance of Noah's Ark? Uh, Whether or not you believe that this is Noah's Ark, what is the significance uh, potentially of this find in that regard? But what is the significance of Noah's Ark uh, in the Bible and, and as a true event? What is the significance of it? Jesus seems very much to have taken it literally. Right. I, I don't think he was, um, you know, just kind of looking at that story metaphorically, but uh, he, you know, he, he likens it actually, this is a, an eschatological passage here, uh, where, where I would say what he's talking about is the coming destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD by the Romans in Matthew chapter 24. Uh, and he's, he's saying that that coming destruction by the Romans is going to be uh, like the days of Noah's Ark, and uh, people will be, you know, eating and drinking and about their their merry ways, and uh, the destruction of this land will come in a day and an hour that you don't expect. So, uh, but nonetheless, I mean, there is um, obviously a difference of opinion on some of these things, and uh, you know, you may take that to refer to the end of end of days. Uh, there, there is some discussion on eschatology and when Christ returns, what will that look like? I think that the scriptures, uh, even as a, uh, what I would call an orthodox preterist, seeing the uh, events of Matthew 24 and Revelation chapter 20, uh, excuse me, Revelation, the, the, the vast majority of the book of Revelation referring to the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD by the Romans, um, as I see the, these events as, as primarily fulfilled in that event. But I, I do think that, uh, you know, we, there are several places in Scripture that seem to talk about a cataclysmic uh, set of circumstances leading to Christ's final return on the earth, uh, the resurrection of the dead, and so on. So, and, it, the, and then the, the, the final, uh, the new Jerusalem, the new, you know, the new, the new state, the new heavens and the new earth. But nonetheless, I digress. Um, this is the passage that it was taken out of, and it's always good to t- talk about things in context, isn't it, Don? Oh, yes. Yeah, Definitely. So, so, <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> so just, you know, that's, that's the pastor in me, always trying to bring context into things. But uh, you may or may not, you know, uh, see that passage in that way. Uh, yet, I think that, um, you know, I think it, it underscores the significance of Noah's Ark. So really, that's, that's what I'm getting at. And that's what I want us to be thinking about. What is the significance of this? as an, an archaeological find, a potential archaeological find, but regardless, what is the significance of Noah's Ark as a true event? So here we go. This is actually um, a like about a 20-minute video of uh, Ron Wyatt's um, foundation, Legacy Foundation, 
they, they produced this to tell you all about his archaeological find. It has authentic um, newsreels from back, way back in the day, in the 1980s and, and 90s. Uh, it's interviews from him talking about it. So I think this is kind of the best way to go about it. There's a lot of interesting things, though, that you'll, you'll see in here that Amen. point to this being uh, or potentially being Noah's Ark. But uh, nonetheless, here we go. So that's it there. <clears throat> On June 20th, 1987, in the mountains of Ararat, Turkey officially recognized the discovery of Noah's Ark. Located on a mountainside about 15 miles south of the volcanic Mount Ararat, the remains of the massive ship were dedicated during a special ceremony. Guest of honor was Ron Wyatt due to his 10 years of research at the site. The story began in 1957 during the Cold War when aerial photos taken of eastern Turkey while searching for Soviet missile bases revealed a strange boat-shaped formation. In the so this goes back to uh, post-World War II mm-hmm. time, a time frame. reported on the story after an expedition from the United States went to the site in 1960. Blowing holes in the strange formation, <laughs> the members of the team came away with the conclusion that there was Seems like kind of a bad idea. any archaeological interest. Ron Wyatt, like many others, read the story, but he was of the opinion that the site needed further exploration. There had been many claims of seeing Noah's Ark on the volcanic Mount Ararat, but Ron knew that it was a stratovolcano and he believed that nothing would have been able to survive there. He noted the biblical account of the location of the ark. And the ark rested in the seventh month, on the seventeenth day of the month, upon the mountains of Ararat. Uratu, the biblical Ararat, was a large region in eastern Turkey. This location was certainly feasible. But the factor that captured his interest the most was the length given in the Life magazine story, 500 feet. Most people were looking for a 437-foot Noah's Ark based on the Hebrew cubit. But Ron again went to the Bible to learn more. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. Moses was the author of the Genesis account of the flood. He would have known the cubit of the Egyptians. The Hebrew cubit didn't come into existence until there was a Hebrew nation after Moses' death. This the is his um, former state. wife, mm-hmm. the by the way, Egyptian if I didn't say that already. is generally recognized as having been the most ubiquitous or universal standard of linear measurement in the very <sighs> ancient world. The royal cubit equals 20.62 inches. This would mean Noah's Ark was much longer than 437 feet. Seventeen years after the Life magazine article, Ron finally made the journey to Turkey. When he saw the boat-shaped object, he saw that it looked just like it did in 1960. 
and he knew he would need permission to excavate in order to learn anything about what was beneath the surface. So he returned home and enlisted a number of friends to help him pray for an earthquake to reveal more. In late 1978, he learned of an earthquake in eastern Turkey and returned in August of 1979. When he arrived, he was overwhelmed by what he saw. The earthquake had dropped the soil around the object and a large crack extended the entire length. He could see what looked to him like the remains of decayed rib timbers along the now exposed sides. Also, he was able to measure the depth of the debris and measure the length. It was 515 feet or exactly 300 royal Egyptian cubits. He was now convinced. He carefully combed the surface, looking for evidence that it was a shipwreck. He saw what he believed were petrified structures of an ancient ship whose deck had collapsed. He saw what looked like deck joists and deck support timbers. Of particular interest was the fact that the ship appeared to be impaled on a large outcropping of limestone. He concluded that this indicated that the ship had slid into the rock from another location. Before he made his first trip to Turkey, he had done an experiment in a nearby lake, building mountain configurations out of rocks and floating a boat model by them to see the reaction of the boat. He noted that a crescent shape caused the water to pull the boat into the crescent where the boat remained and gently floated. The present location did not fit with the results of that experiment, so Ron decided to examine the area above the boat shape. The site was in a moving mud flow, so he followed the mud flow up the mountainside. About a mile and a half up, he found a crescent shape of mountains. <coughs> he saw that the mud flow began up here. When he arrived near the top of the ridge, he found an ancient stele, like an ancient billboard, which depicted the boat shape, the familiar mountain ridge, several birds, and eight faces within the boat shape. Clearly, this was a reference to the ship of Noah and its eight survivors. He noticed a taller mountain peak on the stele that was no longer visible from that location. He concluded that it was a small volcano that had erupted long after Noah's Ark had landed and that it had carried the ship down the mountainside about a mile where it was impaled on the limestone outcropping, then covered in lava. The lava then encased the ship like a time capsule. The volcano then collapsed after expending its lava and was no longer visible. He then theorized that as the lava began to decay, water seeped in and allowed the remains to be petrified or fossilized by the process called mineral replacement. Molecule by molecule would be washed away from the remains and replaced by molecules from the objects and substances above. Now he found rivets that are similar looking, or a rivet, shape, 
Wow. Similar to what we saw in the photograph, in the picture there, the diagram. Of what appeared to be fossilized wood in the ground. He believed this to be the bottom of the ship, the original landing site. His conclusion was that when the floodwaters subsided, the ark sank into the muddy earth. This held the ship upright. Then God sent the wind to dry the face of the earth. The portion of the ship that sank into the mud was now firmly embedded in the ground. Many years later, when the lava carried the ship down the mountain, the main body of the ship was ripped loose. Only this section remained in their original location. Around this area that Ron believed to be embedded petrified wood, he found specimens of rock which looked very unique to him. He took several samples, along with several specimens from the boat shape below. Back home, he sent them for analysis. The results showed organic carbon, which indicated that the samples were consistent with decayed and fossilized wood. They also contained metals such as iron and aluminum. The analysis of the strange-looking rock Ron had found about a mile and a half above the site by the bottom of the ship was clearly the most exciting. His initial analysis had shown it to be metals and not rock. In 1984, Ron met and became friends with Colonel Jim Irwin, the former astronaut. Colonel Irwin was searching for Noah's Ark on Mount Ararat, but he was very gracious and was interested in seeing the boat-shaped site. Ron had brought a metal detector to the site to see if there was a pattern of metal readings. In the presence of Colonel Irwin and others on his team, Ron employed the detectors. He found distinct metal lines down the entire length of the object, while no metal readings were obtained just outside of it. Ron asked Colonel Irwin, who had impressive scientific community connections, if he could have the strange specimen tested. Colonel Irwin sent the specimen to Los Alamos National Labs, where geophysicist John Baumgartner performed the analysis. The results of that analysis captured Dr. Baumgartner's interest. The specimen contained manganese, also titanium and aluminum, among others, and these were not in the form found in nature. Due to the sophistication of the metals, he questioned whether a missile had crashed on the mountainside and Ron had found the remains. The exciting evidences of the metal lines and the analysis of the specimens brought two new researchers into the work. Dr. Baumgartner and David Fassel, a marine salvage expert who knew all about ships and their construction. They both joined the team. Oh, look at that. Oh, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me get a close-up of that. Kind of, um... You want my hand in there for... Yeah, just to point at those little okay. flakes of iron that are coming out, like right there. There and there. Huh. That's a strong reading. Huh. Well... 
I'd save that that uh, those frames right there. Okay. Uh, keep walking. Do you want Do you want a measuring tape to measure these things? How far apart they are? So they're looking for metal. Might I take the liberty here to ask you, do you really honestly believe that you have been on the remains of Noah's Ark? I have no no doubt in my mind. There's this has to be a man-made structure. It's full of metal. Metal is has a regular pattern to it. The size of the thing and the shape of the thing is uh, such that it's it's almost certainly a, a large boat. Dr. Baumgartner and Ron scanned the entire site with three different types of metal detectors. Placing rocks at each metal reading, they then attached tapes to show the lines. This exciting evidence also attracted the interest of ABC's 2020. The boat-shaped site was first found and photographed by a Turkish army captain back in 1959. It was quickly explored and dismissed as a freak of nature. But Wyatt, an amateur archaeologist, rekindled interest in it a few years ago. He brought in Dave Fassel, a marine salvage expert, to assess it. The Doomsday Mountain team brought in some high technology to explore the oldest legend of man. They began scanning their site with a molecular frequency generator. It's a device used by surgeons to pinpoint cancer tumors, and it's been used by Fassel to locate underwater treasure. This time, the molecular frequency generator began to pick up a unique pattern of iron lines beneath the earth. Okay, bring that one up. They began placing ribbons along those lines. The finished shape, outlined by the ribbons, was that of a huge ship, the approximate length and width of Noah's Ark as described in the Bible. The fascinating field of ribbons soon attracted higher academic interest. That looks like iron. Okay. Dr. John Baumgartner, a physicist with Los Alamos Laboratories, sent samples back to the lab for analysis and confirmed that the metal they were tracing with the ribbons was indeed iron. With the width and the length known, the only remaining question was depth. By locating the depth of the hull, they could determine if the boat-shaped object had the cargo capacity described in the biblical ark. To resolve this final issue, Wyatt and Fassel brought geologist Tom Finner to Turkey with his company's heavy-duty subsurface radar equipment. Gear like this located the black box cockpit recorder on the floor of the frozen Potomac River after the Air Florida crash. It was here, several miles short of the boat-shaped site, that a waiting game began for Fenner and the others. The party needed a final go-ahead from the Turkish government to complete their probe of Doomsday Mountain. The restrictions of martial law left the American explorers isolated from the outside world, not even a telephone. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna hang in like smell on a skunk till there's nothing left to get this done. Hang in like the smell in the sky. The Turkish government stopped the, the exploration. What now? Since we were there, Barbara, things have cooled down, and they've sent their own team of scientists in to take a look at this site. It's a very fascinating location. While Turkish scientists and archaeologists did their own research, 
Ron and his associates continued their work. The next step was subsurface interface radar. There's a, There's a noise for you. Yeah. Yeah. There they are. Yeah. There's the key line right there. Yeah. Oh, Ron, the lines are there! <laughs> the lines are there! Okay, we're gonna walk over. Yeah. Take a look. Leave it, leave it running so everybody knows that we're not cheating here, right? <laughs> you got it, Cole. Okay, now, this is the west, the west bulkhead. Okay, can you look through there and... All right. This is the west bulkhead. All right. That was over there. And he walked easterly. Here we start getting the longitudinal bulkheads. Here, 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 here. Okay. Here. You see there how it shows up? Right. The initial scans were very impressive, showing internal structure consistent with bulkheads and rooms. But to be sure they were interpreting the data correctly, Ron took the scan printouts to geophysical survey systems the developer and manufacturer of the radar. This data is not, is, does not represent natural geology. It's, it's a man-made structure. These reflections Ooh, are there you go. very per periodic, too periodic to be random nat natural type interface. There was no longer <laughs> any doubt that this was the remains of something man-made. In late 1986, the Turks announced their decision. The ceremony was set for June 1987. During that ceremony, the governor asked Ron to demonstrate the radar on site for the journalists and military officials. When Ron showed them a readout that he said looked like an intact timber, the governor then instructed a soldier to dig right there. What emerged was this petrified section of fossilized hand-wrought timber. Sectioning showed it to be laminated wood, five layers of timber glued together with pitch, clearly visible oozing from the end. This fossilized specimen shows that rivets were used in its construction. Their analysis showed that they contained iron, titanium, and aluminum, among other things very sophisticated alloys that would be resistant to water. Specimens falling out from the lower end of the ship identified as slag by an expert in metallurgy syndicated to Ron that Noah filled the hull with slag material from his metal production of the fittings used to build the ark. More complete radar scans revealed a ship, although damaged and collapsed in places, a very intelligent modern design with a ramp system at the door which there you go to each level in 1990 ron performed what he called a mini excavation where he took shovels and bent the blades into a giant razor he and his associates then shaved off a very thin layer from one section smoothing it to show the color difference between the structure for as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them, so also 
will the coming of the Son of Man be? All right. Well, uh, there we wow. have it. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right? awesome. Wow. I, amen, brother. And so, so now we're gonna we're gonna ask the question: Noah's Ark found. And so, uh, like, uh, what is what is my point in doing this? And and you know, taking this this much time to show something. Um, basically, like, I want you to see that there was years that went into studying this site. It, it actually has a history that goes all the way back, basically, to World War II. And, um, and so it's, it's just very interesting because in this series, we're trying to combat people who say the Bible isn't true. Right. Now, we can look at other, uh, other elements uh, to, the, to the flood story itself. And uh, we can talk about how, you know, the, we can talk about how geology proves the flood okay so that so there's the flood and then there's noah's ark all mm -hmm. right so if, if there was a global flood which we look at ge global geology we see billions of dead things buried in rock layers laid down by water all over the earth uh they're fossilized there's also um soft tissue in in these creatures that have been buried so they can't be that old so we know that the the current land that we see the continents the way they, they are that was formed by catastrophic plate tectonics and a flood. Um, if that happened and humanity was alive when it happened, which they were, we were, uh, then there had to be a salvation of humanity somehow right. <laughs> and, and, and of the creatures that we see. So, you know, enter this, this Bible story, which just happens to line up with geology and uh, now we have Noah's flood. So, um, so Noah's ark. Excuse me. So, uh, you know, we're coming from the vantage point of Noah's ark did exist. There was a global flood that mm -hmm. is consistent with what we see scientifically in uh, around the world. And so, um, so that's that's the purpose of this. But it's also to show that it's certainly possible. It's certainly possible, oh, yeah. at least, that this is. The final resting place of Noah's Ark, and so you know, I again, I want to talk a little bit about that. Is this Noah's Ark? So um, this might be kind of a hard one. I want to start here, Don, because okay. I'm sure there's some skeptics out there. Mm -hmm. So I, <laughs> definitely, there will be. I'm going to throw a hardball at you. Okay, go for it. Why is this not Noah's Ark? Put yourself in the mind of a skeptic just for a second. I know that you're not, but why is this not Noah's Ark? Well, because first off, why would there be, why would this thing slide down the mountain? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he could say that it, uh, you know, they had this lava flow and well, how do they know that lava didn't, uh, yeah. or it wasn't rock that was in there that was already had metal in it right. and it made those lines as it came down. Yeah. And then why would it make a, a, a shape of a, a boat? Yeah. That's now, just, don't, don't say this with too much conviction. Okay. No, but, you know, there's, there's got to be something wrong there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, one of the things I, I thought is if I'm, yeah, everybody has doubts. I mean, right. you know, you have thoughts, and I'm a rational human being, so, so are you. You, you try know, to be, yeah. You know, and, and quite frankly, I mean, you know a lot of things about science that I don't. I know whenever I need electric done, I can't do it myself in my house. I got to call you to come do it for me, so there's things you understand. It's a shocking experience. It, it, <laughs> Good one. <laughs> 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 
worthy of our laugh, our laugh track. Uh, they liked that we'll one too much. It, they did, yeah. Uh, let's keep it going for a little bit there. But, uh, yeah, so, I, you know, that, that was my thought. Is like, to me, it if someone was going to look at this and say, this didn't happen, number one, you've probably got a problem with the flood, period, mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking. Um, and, and in my opinion, there's no reason you should have a problem with the flood. It's very scientific. The things that I've described are very scientific. The things that young earth creationists believe are very scientific uh, based on what we see in nature and, and they, you know, natural laws that we know and understand about geology and so on. Um, I, I would say more so, more so than an evolutionary timeline, which assumes millions of years or billions of years. Um, but you know, so there's there's a scientific side of it, but it, it still seems fantastical. It still seems, you know, like maybe uh, maybe it's just too much, too unbelievable. You know that this could be Noah's Ark. Maybe maybe that's somebody's objection to this. Just 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 kind of point blank. It's, this is a lot of the objection to this, in my opinion, and it's it's a shame. It's not just this, but it's also Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. It's also the. Uh, Mount Sinai location, right. the parting of the Red Sea. A lot of a lot of the pushback on this and the skepticism comes not as a result of the finds themselves, but as as of the person that found them, Ron Wyatt, right. being an amateur archaeologist. The irony is he wasn't the one blasting holes in the side of Noah's Ark. That was the right. actual archaeologists that were out there blasting holes in the side of it back in Ruining 1960. It. Yeah, right. So, you know, the, so the irony is the, you know, the amateur is actually the one treating the, the area with respect and, you know, right. not, not tarnishing it in any way. Um, you know, so, so that, that, in my opinion, and, and if you're of that mindset, I just want to, quite frankly, I want to encourage you to be a little bit more open-minded because um, it's, it's not about uh, somebody's going to say, somebody's going to say, well, I want to see published works and cited, you know, be, and I want to see that this work be cited in a, in scientific academic journals and so on. And, and it's like, I don't know what that really, how that really qualifies something for truth. I mean, all that says is that established unbelieving academia (laughs) agrees with your find, I mean, or agrees with your timeline. I mean, like, I, I don't understand what that actually does. I mean, if you have people in error, why would you want those people to, you know, secondly, this might, things like this might be the beginning, which of, of sort of a ground swelling uh, in the scientific community, mm-hmm. which is it, quite frankly, it's my hope. My hope is that um, creation science, young earth creation science is taught alongside evolution, at least alongside evolution. If it doesn't replace oh, it, yes, at least it definitely. should be taught alongside it. I'm fine. Let's talk about theories. Let's be open-minded, but let's be truly open-minded. You know, so that's, I think that's part of the problem. But that, to me, that seems to be where a lot of the skepticism. The trouble is, in. it's a theory. Yeah. And a theory is a thought. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's true. And, and so how much of those who would poo-poo this particular archaeological find of Noah's Ark you know, how, how much of them have a sort of a, a grid work in the back of their mind that's propelling them to, uh, you know, to dismiss it outright. So I, I just I just think, you know, that's where someone's bias often comes in. Um, let's not attack Ron Wyatt. Let's attack the actual location. True. And right. so then I want to I, I want to um, move on then and say, uh, why is this Noah's Ark, Don? Why is it? Because yeah. why are you going to get straight lines coming down? Yeah, that was pretty uh, interesting. Metal. Yeah. 
all the way from up at the top of right. the mountain down, mm -hmm. then why do you have this formation at the bottom that looks so much like a real ship? Yeah. And then they see petrified wood along yeah. the sides where like it like ballooned out right. because of the pressure and so on and over time. And, you know, why is the, there's even members underneath the earth that they ran that, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but they ran something over it. They could see there was like wood structure yeah. under the uh, It earth. was a man-made structure. I mean, that was the conclusion. Right. And, and honestly, like, what else is somebody supposed to do? I mean, he went to the manufacturer of the equipment that he was using. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm assuming this person isn't doesn't have any skin in the game, so to speak. Right. I mean, he, he, he could look at the the re the printout and say whatever he wants to say i mean he looks at this printout and says no this is a man-made structure he's not saying it's Noah's ark he's not saying he's, he's saying no that's that's a man-made structure there how to get up there i mean what kind of yeah and <laughs> yeah. how big is it yeah I mean, it, which, which who in the heck pulled that thing up there yeah yeah what so that it's another if this isn't noah's ark what is it and and, right. and so we could also say i mean just a couple other things that they did mention this is the exact dimensions. It's the exact mm -hmm. length. Now, it is wider. I think it's about 30% wider, but that would fit in with a boat splitting open right? and coming to rest that way. Um, well, it if it came down a mountain like that, Pastor, and slid down the mountain, yeah. and especially in the lava flow, I mean, the weight and everything else, yeah. if it was covered with lava, it would push it out. Yeah. It, the wood could not withstand all that weight. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it basically, um, so there's, there's lots of science behind this. I mean, you can see that they ran that he, he was talking to a, do a PhD doctor there at mm -hmm. one point. Um, there's also, he was also really connected with a, uh, an astronaut, mm -hmm. uh, that, that they mentioned in the video there as well. So, I mean, these, these aren't like nobodies, right? I mean, these are educated people. Um, so, you know, to the critic out there, and, and I get a lot of these that they just want to say, you know, this is, this is unscientific. This is uneducated. No, I'm actually an educated person. And these are educated people saying this. Right. Um, th the one guy was a, was a flipping astronaut. I am assuming that's probably greater. It, it's probably safe to say it's greater than the accomplishment you have in your life. <laughs> and you have an astronaut there, um, you know, digging alongside and, and, you know, working alongside and, and looking for, he was himself looking for Noah's Ark. And that was how Ron Wyatt befriended mm -hmm. him because he was himself looking for, uh, for Noah's Ark. So, so you have these scientific pieces that fit if this is Noah's Ark. You have these biblical pieces that fit. It's on the mount. It's in the right location. The right. Bible says it's in the mountains of Ararat. It doesn't say the mountain of Ar Mount Ararat, but it says in the mountains, it came to rest in the mountains of Ararat. So it's there right next to Mount Ararat, but it's still in the mountains of Ararat. Looks like a boat. Smells like a boat. Mm -hmm. It's the same length as the biblical dimensions, which is right. really strange, um, you know, and, uh, and, and it fits also just, it, it fits the other scientific piece, I think of geology, where if the world was flooded and geology tells us this and saved through a, a man and, an ar and, an, and his family and an ark, eight people, right. and, and an ark full of animals, there's, this looks like an ark. <laughs> well, thing of it, is, it was full of animals on top of the mountains of Ararat. So, uh, well, it had de it had departments yeah. inside I of know, this yeah, that right. they found. I mean, the more you look at it, yeah. the more you have to say it. Yeah. It has to be Noah's Ark. Yeah. Okay. Well, you just you just answered my question. That's what I was going to end with. I was gonna I was gonna say, uh, what's your vote? Cast your vote.
Oh, definitely is, for Noah's is this, Ark. So this, this is official. So you're officially saying this yes. is Noah's Ark. Okay. Yes. All right. So that's a yes. All right, Dawn. So that's, you're on record. And that's now right. you're going to get my vote. And my vote is, this is Noah's Ark. There we go. That's Join right. us for the next installment of this is, excuse me, get real. Get real because this is real. And uh, hey, this is significant too. This is a, make sure you, the whole point of get real is to make sure that you get real with Jesus. Amen. That's what Jesus was saying in the scripture we read in the beginning. So I want to encourage you to get real with the person of Christ because when he does return one day, it's going to be the same Amen. as it was in the days of Noah. We love you and we'll see you next time. When we talk about, you won't want to miss this one, Ron Wyatt's supposed discovery of the Ark of the Covenant. He's like Indiana Jones. Peace.